and welcome to Where's My Mind Today. I'm your host, Chloe Ostagai, and this is episode three. So I know that this is being posted late. I post every Tuesday, if you're new to this podcast, um, but I'm posting late. Um, I know that I'm, like, not a... I'm not an established podcaster, so to speak, so it doesn't really matter what day I post because, like, I'm not established, but I have told myself that posting every single week and keeping myself to a schedule will allow me to start feeling a little bit more stable in my life. Having something that's every single week is important to me, so this is really being posted for me rather than for, like, an audience, Um, but I do feel like I need to explain myself to the people that are listening because... It is a little weird to be posting a little late because I'm a very, like, perfectionist person. So, I know that this is usually a very professional (laughs) election podcast, but I'm going to very briefly explain what happened. So, Saturday night, I was going to record this episode. I was very excited because I researched these really, really cool ballot questions, and I was so excited to share them because, oh my god, the research that went into it, I was so pumped. But I... When I was like three or four minutes into recording and suddenly like I couldn't breathe like I was wheezing and I was like this isn't good and I still don't really know why that happened because right now I'm doing okay but like for some reason I assumed I either had COVID or I spontaneously developed asthma so then that just made me even more anxious and then on top of that this past week, um, one of my family members has gone to the hospital with a rare, like, they don't even know what he has, but with a disease that nobody knows what he has, and the doctors are like, this this is insane, nobody knows what it is. Um, and also, I had to call the police to invest, to have them investigate a fraud. So this is, a lot of things have happened in the past week that have just been, like, accumulating. And I think probably when I went to record this on Saturday, I was just so anxious that that was why I was hyperventilating a little bit. So that is why this is being posted late, because every time I tried to record it, I could not breathe very well. But now I'm doing okay. I can breathe. I have really poor um, acne right now, but other than that, I'm fine. So, uh, to the episode, this episode is your all-in-one resource for voting. How do you vote? What's the voter registration date? Um, What's on the ballot this year? Who are the Senate races to follow? Et cetera, et cetera. How do I vote and how do I follow the election? Um, I don't really know what I'm going to call this. It's probably going to be like your all-in-one guide to voting because that'll look good on the YouTube algorithm. But regardless, I'm going to kind of go into it from a weird angle because originally I was going to tell you all of the voter registration deadlines, but a lot of them have passed by now. So I'm going to kind of go into them briefly. And also I think it's kind of boring if you don't live in one of the states that the registration deadline is happening. It's kind of boring to listen to it. So um, if you're not sure if you're registered to vote, you can go to vote.org to check and they'll show you where to register or how to register. A lot of places don't offer online registration for some reason, which I think is kind of wild. Um, when this episode is out, if it's being posted on Wednesday, um, you can still sign up to vote for, um, in the state of Louisiana online, in Massachusetts, and in Wisconsin. You can still sign up to vote. And then Nebraska, Illinois, Alabama, California, Maine, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, Wyoming, Michigan, Utah, Iowa, Colorado, Washington, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Nevada, and North Dakota. You can all you can still register to vote. I also found out North Dakota, odd thing, they don't register voters. You just show up with your ID and you can vote. So that's really fun and funky. Not all of this is super relevant though, because I think I said this before, but a lot of my viewers are from Massachusetts, which the deadline is today. So go and register right now if you are from Massachusetts. 
And uh, if you're in Russia or Germany, which the, there are some viewers from Russia and Germany, um, you can't register to vote because I'm talking about the U.S. election. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, if you're not sure how to vote, how to register to vote, where to go, you can go to uh, the YouTube channel How to Vote in Every State. They will tell you literally everything you need to know, how to request an absentee ballot, what form of ID is required when you show up to the polls, when poll is when the polling locations are open, etc., etc. Like, you can literally find anything on how to vote in every state. Um, it's kind of promoted by Hank and John Green, which I think is awesome. So if you want to go to how to vote in every state, you can find out how to vote, how to register to vote, how to vote, etc. Um, if you're looking to see a sample ballot, they usually send it to your house, but if you're a little too anxious to wait for it to be sent to your house, you can go to ballotpedia.com, which will have your particular sample ballot and then who um, who you'll be choosing between and then also your ballot questions. Um, if you are looking at your ballot and you're like, I have no idea who I side with on this, you can go to isidewith.com, which is essentially a quiz and you figure out what beliefs you align with most. So that's actually how I figured out that I wanted to vote for uh, Bernie Sanders in the primary because I took the quiz and I found out that 96, I think, percent of my beliefs align with Bernie, and that was the most out of all of the primary candidates. And you can find that out on isidewith.com. I think it's a really fun website, but anyway, if you are not sure, if you're a little anxious about voting by mail like I am, you can email your town clerk or mayor and ask them where to deliver your ballot because there are secure ballot boxes that you can deliver it to to ensure that your ballot is counted rather than putting it in just a regular mailing box and hoping, hoping for the best. So if you want to bring it to a secure ballot box, email your town clerk. Then uh, what else do I want to talk about? I have a YouTube link to um, a video by The Atlantic called Why Can't Third Parties Take Off? It's from 2016. I'm going to link it in the cards on YouTube. But I also think it's important for podcast viewers to like kind of understand what the what the gist of it is. Essentially, it talks about how third party candidates are not going to win in any of the states in this country in general because of the way that our voting is set up. So because it is a winner takes all for every state because of the Electoral College, third parties cannot win a significant amount of votes ever just by the way that our government is set up. So um, I really heavily discourage you from voting for a third party, even if your isidewith.com results say that you side with them the most. Um, I know that you want to represent your beliefs on your ballot, but why would you want to represent your beliefs on the ballot if you know that that's not going to, to be helpful? So if you have any questions, um, feel free to comment on the YouTube video on the YouTube video version of this podcast and I will be happy to answer them and then also I believe that how to vote in every state would be really really helpful for you. So now I'm going to move on to my favorite part of this because I practiced for this and I'm like just super excited about this for absolutely no reason. I researched the shit out of ballot questions. There are so many questions on several different state ballots this year that I thought were super fun and funky. This episode's probably going to be super long because I was so excited about them. So I'm going to start with Alaska. Um, I'm going to go in alphabetical order. There's like, I think, 13 states and then also Washington, D.C., but I could be wrong. So we're going to start with Alaska. There are two questions on their ballot. Number one is ranked choice voting. So um, 
It would, it would replace the political party primary with an open primary system and ranked choice general election. And then it would also require uh, campaign finance disclosures, which I think a lot of Democrats are for. So a yes vote essentially votes for ranked choice voting and a no vote opposes that. Um, if you want to know more about ranked choice voting, there are a lot of videos on it, but I'm also going to talk about it next week in my next podcast episode. So stay tuned for that. And then number two, uh, the second ballot question on Alaska's um, ballot this year is uh, basically voting on an act that would change oil and gas production taxes for certain fields, which sounds really boring and mundane, but essentially it would allow Alaska to get a lot more money for the oil that's being um, taken out of reservoirs because Texas, North Dakota, Louisiana, etc., all of the oil producing states typically get more money from their oil than Alaska does. So a yes vote essentially increases taxes on oil production fields so that it can be brought back to the community. All right, Arizona. Arizona is, um, they have Proposition 207, which is about marijuana. It's uh, the legalization of the possession and use of marijuana for those over the age of 21. So this is another. Um, there's a lot of weed questions this year, but Arizona is one of the states that is currently thinking about legalizing marijuana. So a yes vote would legalize marijuana. Uh, in California, there are 12. So um, Proposition 16 is affirmative action. Um, I was initially very misled by this because I thought that it was just like a super racist thing, but it is about affirmative action. A yes vote would allow for affirmative action and um, would be essentially um, legalize the discrimination toward non-minorities. It's hard to explain because like a lot of people, that's how people view affirmative action, but it would repeal Proposition 209, which states that government and public institutions can't discriminate against or grant preferential treatment toward people based on race, sex, color, ethnicity, natural origin, etc. So um, by voting yes, you're allowing them to grant preferential treatment to people based on race and sex and color and etc. So it's essentially voting for affirmative action. Uh, Proposition 17 is about felony voting, which I think is super important. A yes vote would allow people on parole with felony convictions to vote, and a no vote would continue to prohibit them from voting. I think that it's important for everybody in this country to be able to vote. So um, allowing those who are on parole to vote would, would be something I would be in favor of, but Regardless, that's something that they're voting on. Proposition 18 would allow 17... This one's so cool. Proposition 18 would allow 17-year-olds who will be 18 at the time of the next general election to vote in primary elections or special elections. So let's say that you turned 18 this year. Um, you turned 18 in August. You couldn't vote in the primary election for the Democrats, but you can vote in the general election. If this proposition had passed last year, then you would have been able to vote in the primary even though you were 17 at the time because you're going to be voting on that candidate in the future. I think that this is really cool. It's very unique, and I'm hoping that it gets passed, but I don't know. I thought it was really interesting because a lot of people have, have um, thought about changing the voting age, but I never realized that they could change the voting age based on other factors like the general election if you're, if you're legally able to vote at that time. Then there's Proposition 22, which is something that a lot of people uh, debate over. It's essentially based on um, Uber and Lyft and DoorDash, etc., etc. Um, it would define app-based transportation and delivery drivers as independent contractors. 
Um, a yes vote is essentially what Uber and Lyft are lobbying for. They don't want to have to classify their workers as employees because they claim that it would make services less available, which I believe is actually true. But regardless, um, a no vote would allow um, the assembly to decide whether or not these workers are employees or independent contractors. The Biden-Harris administration, or they're not really the administration, but the, their campaign is opposing this bill because they want to impose a minimum wage for delivery drivers and um, transportation workers. So it, it's a little, it, it's a hard question to answer. I'm a DoorDash driver. I don't, I don't know if anybody knows this. I'm a DoorDash driver. And personally, I think that I get above minimum wage every time I, I drive. But um, people who do it as a full-time job likely do not. So I do understand why people would want to have a minimum wage on these apps. Um, okay, Colorado. Um, they are voting on abortion. A lot of states are voting on abortion this year. I'm going to kind of skip over this because there are a lot of other ones. Uh, Louisiana also has a vote on abortion. Uh, this one would essentially make it so that the Constitution could never be amended to allow abortion, um, which is a little alarming. <laughs> then Maryland is looking to possibly legalize gambling. That's question two. Um, Massachusetts is also voting on ranked choice voting. It was, um, it was Alaska and Massachusetts that are voting on this. So a yes vote would um, vote for ranked choice voting and a no vote would vote against. Right now, Maine is the only state that has ranked choice voting and it seems to be working for them. So um, Michigan is, they have a lot of very self-explanatory ballot measures. The other one is called the Use of State and Local Park Funds Amendment, which is literally what it says. And this one's called the Search Warrant for Electronic Data Amendment, which is essentially, it would require, a yes vote would require a search warrant to access a person's electronic data and electronic communications via their phone. So you would need to have a search warrant in order to access someone's phone in the case of a criminal investigation. In Mississippi, they have a super, super complicated um, way of legalizing medical marijuana. It's kind of weird. It's called Initiative 65 and Alternative 65A. You get to vote, um, essentially, you have two options. You can either vote either measure or neither measure, and then after that, you have to vote for which measure you prefer, which I think is a really horrible way <laughs> to set up your ballot, but whatever. Then um, Mississippi also has a state flag referendum, which a yes vote would adopt a new state flag that I think is actually really pretty if you look it up. And then a no vote would oppose it and support voting for a different design in a special election in 2021. Um, the one thing I see that might be a problem with the flag that they currently have proposed is that it says, in God we trust on it, but I think that that's what their plan is regardless. Um, the reason why they are voting on the state flag is because their last flag had a Confederate flag in it, and they retired it in June because of that. So, um, Montana has more weed questions. Um, there's one vote that is about basically allowing citizens to change the um, legal age for possession, use, and purchase of marijuana. It would be like a citizen initiative. And then the other question is about the legalization of the possession of marijuana for adults over the age of 21. So they're both votes about, about weed. There are a lot of questions about weed. Um, Nebraska and I think another state, but yeah, Nebraska is voting on removing slavery as a punishment for crime in, in the Constitution because they still have language within their Constitution that allows involuntary servitude as a criminal punishment 
which I think our national constitution has the same thing, then Nevada wants to change their constitution. It's question two. They want to change their constitution to reflect um, marriage regardless of gender. So a yes vote would recognize marriage between couples regardless of gender. And then a no vote within their constitution would keep it defined between a male and a female person. Interesting. Um, New Jersey is also voting on the legalization of weed and the cultivation of the, the legalization of cultivation of weed. Oklahoma is voting um, state question 805 is about criminal history and sentencing, which is essentially whether or not people with felony convictions can have that felony conviction affect future convictions, like whether that will be considered within like a trial. Now we're getting to my favorite part. I know that I've been really, really bland for the past like five minutes. This is my favorite part of the entire thing. Oregon. So Oregon has two questions. They have number one, and this is my favorite one, measure 109. It is called the Psilocybin Mushroom Services Program Initiative. A yes vote would allow the Oregon Health Authority to create programs to permit licensed service providers to administer psilocybin producing mushroom and fungi products to individuals 21 and older. For those of you who do not know what silo, psilocybin mushrooms are, psychedelic mushrooms, these are psychedelic mushrooms, they want to legalize psychedelic mushrooms for use in medical facilities. I was floored when I read this. I was like so excited. It's not that I'm like, I don't even know if I'm for or against it because like, what? Like, I didn't even know that that was a question that would ever come up in the next like several years. The idea that psychedelic mushrooms could cure anything seems wild to me, but like, oh my God, that's so cool. Also, um, measure 110 is also about drugs. I don't know if Oregon is just known for being like ridden with drugs, but measure 110 is the drug decriminalization and addiction treatment initiative. A yes vote would support making personal possession of a controlled substance no more than a class E violation which is a maximum of a $100 fine. And then also it would establish a drug addiction treatment and recovery program funded by the marijuana tax revenue. So um, right now, in case you were curious, possession of a controlled substance is um, a class A misdemeanor in Oregon, which has a max penalty of a year in prison and a $6,250 fine, which is insane. That is crazy. So, um, yeah, they want to decriminalize basically all drugs and then make it so that they can treat addiction, which has actually worked in several places, um, including Portugal. If you ever want to look that up, they legalized basically all drugs, well, decriminalized all drugs and made it so that it was a lot safer for people. Um, they provided uh, heroin needles to heroin addicts um, and it actually reduced the use of heroin. Interesting. Rhode Island. Uh, this one's also insane. This The end of this list really like boggles my mind. Rhode Island is having a name change amendment. A yes vote would change the Rhode Island Constitution to change their official name to the state of Rhode Island, which is what I thought the name of Rhode Island was. I thought that it was the state of Rhode Island. The name, the official name in their constitution of Rhode Island is the state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. They still their name has a reference to slave plantations. Insane. Wild to me. I didn't know that. I live in Massachusetts. Rhode Island is right here, and I had no idea. 
So South Dakota is potentially legalizing medical marijuana through an um, initiative measure 26. And then there's also another vote on recreational use of marijuana and also the sale of hemp, um, which is Constitutional Amendment A. So they're also voting on weed, which a lot of them are. Um, another vote on, um, it, ju- it just seems like weed is a big question this this election season. Um, Washington has a bill on um, sex education in public schools, which I thought was really, really detailed and interesting. So a yes vote supports a specific bill and a no vote would just oppose it. So the bill is requiring public schools to provide comprehensive sexual health education to all students and then requires that they are excused by their parents if they are to get out of it. So they need to have a note from their parents in order to get out of sexual health education. Um, this would include instruction regarding affirmative consent throughout K through 12. So there would be one lesson in K, like in kindergarten through third grade, which would essentially develop, be developed through like social and emotional learning. They would, they would learn about consent, but not in a way that is sexual. And then another in, in, uh, fourth and fifth grade, two more times in sixth through eighth grade, and then twice in high school, which I thought was like super, super detailed and interesting that they had like the number of times that they need to learn about consent. Um, I just, uh, yeah, it seems really, really interesting. So here's another one about freaking psychedelic mushrooms. Oh my God. I don't, I I did not know that this was like going to be such a big thing. Washington DC is also voting on entheogenic plants and fungus measure, which also includes psychedelic mushrooms. I don't know why this is like a big deal suddenly, but a yes vote on Initiative 81 in Washington, D.C. makes the police department deprioritize the investigation and arrest of adults for non-commercial planting, cultivating, etc. of entheogenic plants and fungi, which include magic mushrooms, iboga, etc. Um, Oregon was also using this language in their law, so essentially instead of decriminalizing or using it for medical purposes, Washington, D.C. is voting on whether or not to prioritize it in law enforcement, which I guess they are right now. Essentially, the languages make it among the lowest law enforcement priorities. Um, Also, I guess D.C. wants to call upon their attorney general to cease the the prosecution of residents of D.C. for these activities, which I'm not sure if, if psychedelic mushrooms are popular in D.C., I just thought it was interesting that that was something that they're that they're talking about. So next, I'm just going to give a quick rundown of some Senate elections to look out for. Um, I won't talk about House races this year because there are consistently 435 races happening, and that's way too many to look at over the course of a week of um, results coming back from election. Um, so the Alabama Senate seat is up for re-election. Uh, Doug Jones, who is the incumbent, he's a Democrat, is facing a challenge from Tommy Tuberville in a state where Trump won by nearly 30 points in 2016. Uh, Doug Jones won in 2017 to complete Jeff Sessions' term. So, um, yeah, Alabama Senate, there's a possibility of a Democrat losing a Senate seat. The rest of these are Republican incumbents for the most part, which I think is interesting. A lot of Republicans are up for re-election and have challengers. So in Arizona, um, Martha McSally is up for re-election. She's a Republican, and Mark Kelly is running against her. 
This is a special election who that decides who will serve John McCain's term into 2023. Um, Mark Kelly, who's the Democrat, has led in polls and raised more money. Um, Colorado Senate, there is Cory Gardner, who is the Republican incumbent, and then John Hickenlooper, who's the Democrat, who he was running in the Democratic primaries early on. Hickenlooper is the one that's like super concerned about the climate. He's um, I think he's a geologist. When I looked it up, I was like super interested because like this man's actually a scientist and he's running on preserving healthcare coverage with the ACA. Then Iowa, Joni Ernst is the Republican incumbent and Teresa Greenfield is running against her. She's also running on preserving healthcare coverage. Um, there's a lot of this happening where, where, um, the Democrat that's running against the incumbent Republican is essentially saying, I will keep the Affordable Care Act, and that's what they're running on. Um, the thing with Iowa is that the state voted for Obama with both terms, so there's a very strong possibility that the Democrat can take over. Um, in Kentucky, Mitch McConnell is up for re-election. Um, this one's very, very unlikely because Mitch McConnell is super, super popular, and he's also the um, Senate Majority Leader, so it's it's very un. Um, unlikely that he's going to lose the seat, but Amy McGrath is up against him. Um, but because everybody hates McConnell, she is getting a shit ton of money. Like Mitch McConnell does not have a lot of money in his, in his little pool because he's the incumbent, but she has $46 million in funding because she's running against Mitch McConnell. Like everyone's chipping in because they're like, we freaking hate that man. So I thought that was interesting. Another seat that's very, very likely to go toward a Democrat, Susan Collins of Maine's, um, who, who's, who's a Republican incumbent, is being challenged by Sarah Gideon because she voted to confirm Kavanaugh and voted to acquit Trump in his impeachment trial. I believe she also said that she thought he learned his lesson, which is ridiculous. And then she also voted to repeal the Affordable Care Act. So Susan Collins is very unpopular, and Gideon actually seems to have a chance in the polls. Okay, so next there's Montana. Stephen Daines is the Republican incumbent, and Steve Bullock is running against him. Um, Bullock is the current governor in Montana. He is a two-term governor, um, but in the last election, Trump carried Montana by 20 percentage points, so it seems like the Republicans have a little bit of an upper hand here. I'm not sure how it'll go, but whatever. Uh, North Carolina, Tom Tillis is the Republican incumbent, and Cal Cunningham is the Democrat running against him. Um, Cal Cunningham wants to restore access to voting because Tom Tillis instituted voter ID laws that specifically targeted African Americans. So those are a couple of the Senate seats that you can look at um, as results come in through the election. Um, I'm really excited to follow this just because I also think that all of these ballot questions are super interesting and I'd love to see if Oregon legalizes psychedelic mushrooms. <laughs> I'm like so pumped. I don't know if you can tell, but I am... Um, my voice is kind of going. I don't know. I could have COVID. I doubt I have COVID because I haven't seen anybody in a very long time, but um, I don't know. So I hope that this has given you a more broad overview on what the election will look like this year and has given a bunch of resources for you to explore the ballot on your own. Um, I side with .com, Ballotpedia, um, how to vote in every state, etc. I think that those can be very, very helpful resources for those of you who are really not sure what's going on. You can subscribe to this podcast by subscribing to my YouTube channel at Chloe Ostigai, C-H-L-O-E-O-S-T-I-G-U-Y, or you can subscribe on whatever podcast app you're currently listening to. It won't 
give you push notifications, but it'll essentially just show up as like a new episode having come, in, come out. You can also um, follow my Instagram at Where's My Mind Today, where I'll post weekly reminders whenever I post an episode. Make sure to tune in next Tuesday because I'll be discussing how voting has historically been restricted in the U.S. And then I'm also going to talk about how ranked choice voting works. So thank you for listening. This show is written, produced, and edited by me, Chloe Ostagai. Artwork is by Caitlin Howard. Music is by Jack Noah. You can find his social media in the description of the show or in the description below every YouTube video. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.